let's go to chapter nine, John chapter nine, verse one. We're going to read verse one through seven. I'm in the NLT. We're going to be reading a lot today, uh, but from this book, okay, uh, from this chapter. So we're going to be reading a lot today. Um, hope you got your reading glasses on, okay? NLT, here we go. Uh, uh, chapter nine, verse one through seven. As Jesus was walking along, he saw a man, watch this, who had been blind from birth, okay? So this man has been blind for a long time, all right? From the time he was born. Uh, and then Rabbi, the disciples asked him in verse two, why was this man born blind, right? And then he says, was it because of his own uh, his sin or his parents' sin? Now, again, we're not going to spend a lot of time discussing this because a lot of times when something goes wrong in our life, we think it's because of a sin that's happening in our life, right? Or we've been told, well, if this is going wrong, it's because of something you're sinning. And we've addressed that time and time again, that do not think that just because something is going wrong in your life or just because things aren't working out the way you want, to work, want it to work out, that that means that you're off course. It doesn't mean that you're off course. It means that life is happening. It means that you face an obstacle. It means that, that, that it doesn't mean that there's something must be off because if everything was right in my life, then there's no way in the world I'd face this trouble. That's not true. Okay, so you could be doing exactly what God wants you to do. You could be living exactly the way God wants you to live. You could be on the right on the right track. And by the way, even on our best days, our righteousness still doesn't mean anything. And so we could be living as right as we know to live or as right as we think we can live or, or doing the things we think we can do. And everything is OK. And still something uh, is, is not correct or something is kind of off track. OK, so don't all, all of a sudden doubt your your relationship with God or whether you have, have overwhelming sin in your life simply because it was not right. So Jesus says, no, it's not because of that, right? Verse three, Jesus says, it's not because of his sins or his parents' sins, Jesus answered. Watch this. This happened so that the power of God could be sent in, could be seen in him, okay? So Jesus is saying, it's not because of any of that. It's because it's because the, I've got work to do, right? And Jesus goes in, on in verse four, talking about he's got to work quickly. He's like, I have work to do. So this man has been blind since birth because the work of God, the power of God is going to be seen through his life. Okay, now watch this. We must we must quickly uh, carry out the task assigned to us by the one who sent us. This is in verse four. The night is coming when no man can work. But while I am here in the world, I am the light of the world. So then Jesus then goes, does what? He goes to work. He spits on the ground, made mud with saliva, spread the, man, the mud all over the man's eyes. And he told him, go wash yourself in the pool of Shiloh. Shiloh means sent. So the man went and washed and came back seeing. Okay. Now, 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 now today's topic is, uh, is y'all still talking about this? Why are y'all still talking about this? Okay. Because what happens is for the next several verses, people from the Pharisees, the people who knew him to his parents, to him, everybody's asking all these questions when the answer is simple, that Jesus healed this man. Okay. And so everybody's still talking, but the reason we're going to look at this is because you can reveal a lot about what people say. But the Bible says that, 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 that out of the abundance of the heart, what the mouth speaks. Okay. And so, and so we learn a lot about people. We learn a lot about the Pharisees. We learn a lot about his friends, a lot about the people who knew him, a lot about his parents. We learn a lot about him based on what people are still saying. Jesus did this thing in conversations. And I'm telling you, when we went through the verse by verse Bible study, it amazed me. And a few people chimed in too, at how much they were talking about this one thing. Like Jesus did this and it was such a big deal. And they're talking and talking and talking and talking and talking about it. And I'm like, I cannot believe that we're all the way down in verse 35 and they're still talking about this. Okay. And y'all know people, people can what? People can talk and people are going to talk and you can't stop people from talking. How many people have learned that in your life that you can't, you can, listen, you can, you can, you can try to, you can try to be whatever people want you to be. You can do whatever they want you to, to do and you can try your best to please people, but they're always going to talk. They're going to talk. They're going to talk. Okay. Now watch this. And it's the Bible says out of the abundance of the heart, the what? 
the mouth speaks. So we're going to look at all these different conversations about what happened to this man, and we're going to pull out these nuggets from all this stuff that people are still saying about this situation. Watch this. Let's go to verse 9, okay? First conversation. The first conversation they had is from verse 8 to verse 9. Here we go. His neighbors and others who knew him, right? Watch this. Knew him as what? As a blind beggar asked each other, isn't this the same one who used to sit and beg? Someone said he he was. Others said, no, he just looks like him. But the beggar kept saying, yes, I am the same one. So point number one, this first conversation we see is about, is this the same person? Okay. People knew him. Watch this. And people who knew him and people who were familiar with him, they only knew him and familiar with him as his situation and as, 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 as his condition dictated him. They didn't really know him. They knew him as a blind man, watch this, and they knew him as someone who begged, but that wasn't him. That was just his condition and that was just his situation, all right? Once God healed that situation, once Jesus healed that situation and condition, they didn't even know whether it was him or not because they only defined him, watch this, based on his, con- his condition and based on his situation. And so we see this first conversation shows us how people viewed him and how people viewed who he was, that they only viewed him based on his need. And sometimes we do the same thing. Watch this with other people and with ourselves. I see you, my, I am preaching already. I told myself I was going to take it slow because I wasn't feeling good Thursday, but I can't take it slow. Watch this. He said that, 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 that they, they didn't even recognize who he was. They, this is not him. Why? Well, because he's blind and he's a beggar. And, and so they only define him based on his condition, based on his struggle. And they couldn't even realize who he was. I see you, Christine, absent that. Watch this. There are some people who only know you Watch this. And are only familiar with you and only care about you based on your need or based on how they define you or based on the shortcomings that that box that they have put you in. And the minute that you're no longer the one who's needy or the minute you're no longer the one who's struggling, they act like they don't know you anymore or you've changed. You, you, you think you better. No, I don't think I'm better than anything. Just because God has placed me out of a situation or have delivered me from something doesn't mean that I think I'm better than, that's what I'm preaching, Ma. I see you, Christine. Watch this. Doesn't mean that I'm better than anybody. It doesn't mean, it's just that you thought that I was in this box. I see, look, we all in in our Zoom box, right? So you, so, so imagine this, imagine if you see behind me, we got this little thing here on the wall, we got this mirror back here and you see, and you see the gray wall with the white ceiling, right? So imagine if you only thought that my whole life was considered what was what you saw here in the background in this box. And some people only see you in that box. And so when they, so, so when they think about Sierra, the only thing they think Sierra does is go on a stage and sing. And they think, oh, she just sings. And then the minute she finished singing, she floats in the cloud and goes to heaven. And then the minute church comes back again, she floats back down on the cloud. And she ought to go through anything in life. And they only, watch, I see you, Micah. And they only think that you live in this box. And the only thing that Christine is, or the only thing that Denise is, a parent. And, and, and so, they, so they put you into this box and, and they think that this isn't even the same person. Why? Because he's not blind anymore or he's not beckoning. And so watch this. And so they define you or define find us based on who they either want us to be, who they think that we are, or their thoughts of us. Now, that's one thing if people do that, because we don't have to accept any of that, okay? Come on, somebody. We don't have to accept what anybody defines us as. We don't have to, I see you, Michael. We don't have to accept any of that. We can reject it, okay? We know who we are. We know that 2 Corinthians 5.21 says what? He uh, made him who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf, so what? So that we might be the righteousness of God through Christ. And so I know that I'm what? The righteous 
righteousness of God through Christ, right? We know that John 15, 9 says, as the father loved me, so I loved you. Now remain in my love. We talk about remaining in my love. So we know that I'm loved by God, right? We know I'm forgiven by God. We know that I am a child of God. The Bible says, what love has God bestowed on us that we might be called the what? The children. So I'm a child of God. I am loved by God. I am the righteousness of God. We know this. So it doesn't matter what anyone else says, right? But sometimes the problem is not what they say about us, but what we say about ourselves. Come on, listen, listen. What, what if the, what if the, I see you, Kashana. Cause so, so forget if they said he's not the one, right? Forget if he, they say he's not the same guy. Forget if they say he's the blind man. He's just a beggar. That's all he is. What if he said that he's just a blind man and I'm just a beggar and I'm still blind enough. And so sometimes we have to make sure that we don't define ourselves based on what? On our own struggle, on our own condition, on our own shortcomings, on the things that we lack. That's not you. That's just a shortcoming that you may have. That's not you. That's just some, that's just a condition. And listen, and it doesn't, and, and sometimes we can go through something and go through it so long that we start to identify with that thing. Man, and I heard a preacher say last night, I, I don't even know the guy's name. I saw him on Instagram. He, he said that, 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 that things that we start to identify as becomes our idol. And, and so now, watch this, when the struggle, I now identify as that and say, no, no, I am not that. That's not who I am. I'm not going to idolize that. I see you, Charmaine. I'm not going to put that up as that's who I am. And sometimes it's been a long time. And so we start to identify ourselves or put titles on us just because it's been something that we've been dealing with or something that we've had on us, something we've been struggling with for a long time. We Listen, we got these impact um, uh, 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 statements that we make about ourselves. Some of us need to start putting that about ourselves, that I am the righteousness of God. I am a child of God. I am loved by God. And that is who I am. I'm not the struggle. Even if I've had this struggle for five years, listen, even if it, you could have been struggling with poverty your whole life, you are not poor. The Bible says, let the, let the weak say I am strong. Let the poor say I am rich. Like you are not poor. You may have been struggling in poverty for most of your life, but you're not poor. And you, and you may have had low self-esteem and struggling with, but you're, but, but that, that's just a struggle that you've had. And God can watch this. That's right. I am not my circumstances. That's right. Uh, 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 Krishana, you're not your circumstances. That's just a circumstance that you are going in. And so we, and so we, again, we learn a lot about these conversations and listen, sometimes people watch this may not say who they think you are to your face. Oh, we know about that, but they'll say who they think you are behind your back. And so these conversations that we hear all the time, that's right. That's right. My, you are, my is preaching ahead of me because I'm coming to that scripture. Watch this. And so, and so a lot of times, and so they'll say it behind your back, but these conversations reveal a lot. And what I'm saying is it doesn't matter what anyone else says about you, let the conversation that you have about yourself reflect who you are. All right. Because don't forget, at the end of the day, we see at the at, at the at the uh, end of verse nine, this man says, yes, I am the same one. Yes, I was. I, 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 I was the one who was begging. I was the one who was blind. That was me. But now it's not me anymore. I'm the same. I'm the same person, just not with those same struggles. I am. Yes, I am the same. I am the same person, just not with just not with those same struggles. That's right, parent. We have to we have to. um we have to watch how we speak about ourselves. Uh, uh, verse 10 uh, through 11, we'll go through the second, the second conversation they had here. Uh, chapter 9, verse 10 through 11. Verse 10, they asked, who healed you? What happened? Verse 11, he told them, the man they called Jesus made mud, spread it over my eyes and told me, go to the pool of Shalom, right? He says, and wash yourself. So I went and washed and now I see. Where is he, they asked. I don't know. The second conversation all revolves around what did he do 
for you. Now watch this. Once God starts working in your life, people will want to know how in the world did this work out for you? People will want to know how are things working out for you in your favor? Watch this. Even when things aren't working out in your favor, people will also want to know how are you finding so much peace in the middle of this chaos? How in the world, Christine, do you smile when everything seems to be going wrong? Christine's shaking her head right now because I'm, I'm preaching. I'm right at her de- doorstop in her mailbox right now, but I'm staying six feet apart because of COVID. Watch this. They're going to want to know, how in the world do you find so much peace in the middle of chaos? How in the world are you keeping your head up while everybody else? Because in every listen, sometimes things go right. Listen, how did you get this? And how did this work out in your life? And how did it was God who did it. But then it's like, listen, things are going wrong and you're in the middle of stuff. It, it see, Have you ever met people who think everything is going right in your life? People automatically assume that everything goes right in my life because I, I seem to be happy. I, I don't seem to be happy. I am happy. But it's not because everything is going right in my life. It's because I can, listen, I believe what the Bible says. We can find peace in the middle of chaos. We cannot stress just because things are going bad that we can find, listen, the, the Bible says, Jesus says that the peace I give you is not like the peace the world gives. The peace the world gives, the peace that they provide us is peace only when things are going right. The peace that surpasses all understanding that will guard our hearts and minds through Christ Jesus is peace that comes when everything is going wrong. And even when things, I see you, Sierra, I see you, Bob, even when things aren't going right, that we have that peace available to us. And so just like this man here who was once blind and a beggar, when Jesus touched him, they wanted to know, well, well, what happened? He did what? He told them exactly what happened. That we, listen, please do not hesitate to tell people what God is doing on your behalf and how he is working things out. When he has healed you from sickness, you have to tell it. When he has, when there's peace in the middle of chaos and violence, you have to tell them that God is doing it. That's how they know that we, listen, we, 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 we exclaim his good works and we, and we do those good works of what? So that people will know that it is our father who's working through, uh, uh, through us. That when we find joy in the middle of craziness, we have to tell them that it's God. When we say, when we, when we are able to be giving in a selfish world and able to give, watch this. This is going, Christine going like this. When we're, and, and Nisi going to love this one too. When we are able to give and Shana going to like it. When we are able to give in the middle of not having much ourselves. We are able to give when even even sometimes our finance or our job situation maybe when we are able to give in the middle of not having a lot ourselves in a selfish world we have to tell the reason I'm able to give is because of my God because it shows glory to Him. Listen, sometimes it's not about how good I can preach, it's not about how good I can sing or how good this person can dance or how great we can put on a church service because if we pay if listen if we pay professionals and practice enough we can put on a great service for you to consume. Sometimes they go to only see God if we tell them what God done for us, okay? And not get up here in my suit and I look good and I can put on something uh, that, that that's going to make you feel good. Okay, good. But that's why they think it only works for me because all they do is see me on stage preaching. And this is why they don't think it works for Sierra because all they do is see Sierra on stage singing. And this is why they only think it works for Charmaine because they see Charmaine up there uh, handing out offering baskets because all we do is show them a church service. But if I tell you what he's done for me that I was, yes, the, I see you BC, that I was the, that he can listen even though things are chaotic he is still bringing me peace well how are you so peaceful because of my god and so it doesn't matter they don't have to see me inside of the four walls inside of four walls i can tell them about him i can tell him how he's prospered me how he's favored me how he's protected me how i know it's not because i'm any good i'm getting these positions or doing this thing because he knows that because because he knows my heart i see you michael and so we have to what 
tell those stories. Psalm 107, verse 2. Mom was all in my notes this morning. It says, let the redeemed of the Lord tell their stories. Those he redeemed from the hand of the enemy. Listen, if God, you better, you, should, you need to make up in your mind that today, Sunday, January 9th, I am going to tell somebody, watch this, that the Lord has redeemed me from the hand of the enemy. That's right, that's right, parents, that, 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 that I am redeemed of the Lord and I am going to what? Tell this story, tell my story. It says, let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story. That's the second, that's the second conversation. Y'all, these conversations are showing us something that, that, that we need to, that, that we need to tell people these stories, right? And we need to tell people our story about how God, because sometimes we can, we can, we can be, we can, we can be shameful of it or even think that we had more to do with it, uh, than God. Yeah, God provided the open door, but I did this. I did that. No, no, no. We need to, we need to tell our stories. And so, and so, and, and, um, and so, yeah, uh, yes, he said he was the same person. Uh, we don't be, we aren't defined by our, by those struggles. And then with that second conversation, uh, has to do with um, uh, 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 telling our stories and, and 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 who did it. Third conversation. Let's go to verse thirteen through nineteen. A little bit of reading here. That's right. Uh, thirteen. Then they took the man who had been blind to the Pharisees. Okay, so now it's friends taking them because it was on the Sabbath that Jesus made mud and healed him. And remember, we were reading this about how they helped made a whole. We did a whole series on rest, and and, and we talked about how they made a big deal about Jesus healing on the Sabbath. Uh, so verse 15, the Pharisees asked the man all about it. So he told them, he put mud over my eyes and I, and, and washed it away so I could see. Then some of the Pharisees said, this uh, man, Jesus, is not from God, for he is working on the Sabbath. But others said, but how could he be an ordinary sinner and do such miraculous signs? So there was a deep division of opinion among them. Then the Pharisees again questioned the man who had been blind and demanded, what is your opinion about the man who healed you? The man replied, I think he must be a prophet. The Jewish leaders still refused to believe the man had been blind and could now see, so they called his parents. So now they're like, he, he wasn't blind. Let's call his parents in and see what they have to say. And so they asked, is this your son? Where was he born? Uh, uh, was he born blind? If so, how can he now see? His parents replied, replied we know this is our son. Uh, he was born blind. And so now the third conversation, and this is so unfortunate, is, and, and this is all I put in here, is here comes the negative vibes and the hate. The third conversation we see in this, and, and again, Jesus did this, uh, Jesus had been done this, and people still, they took him, the Pharisees weren't even aware of this, they took him, they talking about it, who is he, he's not the same guy, well, let's take him to the Pharisees, because he did on the Sabbath, so they take him to him, they're still talking about this, and here comes what, all the negativity, all the hate, all the negative vibes, it's unfortunate, but it's true, watch this, not every, not everybody will be happy that God decided to bless and favor you. And you know what the saddest thing, I say you, Christine, tell it anyway. And the saddest thing about this is that it will come from the people who you least expect to be throwing all that hate and negativity. Let me tell you, and let me tell you why I say this, because these are the religious leaders. They should be happy that a man that they knew to be blind and a man that they knew to be begging was suddenly miraculously healed. What kind of religious leaders don't like healing? What kind of religious leaders don't like prosperity in somebody's life? You would have assume that they would be happy for him, but they were the ones who hated it the most. Listen, sometimes it's a shame, but you, sometimes you can't even, you can't, I'll see you, Ma, you can't even tell family members sometimes how much God has done for you. Sometimes, 
I, man, I was having a conversation with somebody the other day and they were so happy about something like, man, I'm, I'm, I don't even know if I would even want to tell um, someone that they were related to, like, because they want to, I just don't feel like the negativity. I don't feel like the, uh, you know, about them trying to get, and it's so, uh, it's, it's so shameful because it's like, if God is working in my life, he can work in yours. If God is coming through in parents' life, that means he's going to come through in Mike's life. If God is working for Karen, he's going to work for Christine. Like the fact that he's working in somebody's life should make all of his children happy because that means there's enough for all of us to go around. God ain't God's not sitting here trying to bless Sierra, but not trying to bless Nisi. He ain't he it's amazing to me. He's not out to get us. He's not out to shortchange any of us because the truth of the matter is none of us deserve it anyway. And so he's not shortchanging any, anybody. None of us deserve anything that, and everything that's been given is given freely as a gift that we don't deserve. And so he's not trying to shortchange Nisi because he's trying to give Christine something. And so we should all, but it's so funny. They even stated that he wasn't, they, they rather believe that he wasn't blind, that, 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 that they didn't even say he wasn't the same guy. They just said he wasn't blind to begin with. And so it's like, they'd rather believe that what he was pretending his whole life to be blind just so just just so like what are you talking about or oh, it's a different guy total foolishness but here comes the negative vibes here comes here comes the energy but like we said before that stuff you can't you can't deal with what people bring to the table you, you can choose not to accept it i don't have to listen to it i don't that's right my alternative facts here they come with the alternative facts and the fake news i don't i don't have to accept it i don't have to listen to the negativity i don't have to i don't and, and by the way if, if 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 people's negativity affects you in that kind of way, where it's really going to bring you down, then my advice is that then, then maybe you need to be a little more cautious of either your circles or, or or what you share with people. But don't stop telling your stories of what Jesus did just because somebody's going to be negative about it. Just don't accept it. Do not accept it. Let's go to the fourth conversation. We only got five, and then we'll, and then we'll, and then we'll, we'll wrap up. Twenty verse twenty five through thirty four. A little more reading here. Um, uh, 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 let's see. Um, Let's start at 24, actually, um, for this next conversation. So, the, so for the second time, they called him in. Uh, they called in for the man who had been blind and told him, God should get the glory for this because we know this man, Jesus, is a sinner. So now, he, so now here they go saying, well, listen, don't mention that Jesus did this. God's the one who should get the glory because we know Jesus is a sinner. Now, here's, now here's the guy. Watch this. I love this. He says, he says, he says, I don't know whether he's a sinner, the man replied, but I know this. I was blind and now I can see. This is him telling the story, okay? Y'all can say what y'all want about him. Say what you want about Jesus. Say what you want about, about religion. Say what you want, because people have all these different opinions about religion. Well, you know, you know, the, the blacks are now the, are, are the real Hebrews. And this, they got all stuff. Listen, say what you want. He says, but I was blind and now I see, okay? This is, I'm trying to tell you what happened is what he said. So now verse 26, he says, but, but, did, uh, but uh, what did he do? They asked, how did he heal you? He's already told them. And then here they go, going back and forth. He says, he says what? Verse 27. Look, the man exclaimed, I told you once, didn't you listen to me? Why do you want to hear it again? Uh, do you want to become one of his disciples too? So now here's this guy because they keep asking the same thing. And so now he's saying, why are y'all still asking me the same question? Why are you still like, do, are, are you guys interested in becoming some of his followers? Now watch this verse 28. They get mad at him. Here they go. They cursed him and said to him, you are his disciple, but we are disciples of Moses. We know God spoke to Moses, but we don't even know where this man comes from. Uh, and then why? This, that's very strange. The, the uh, formerly blind man said, he healed my eyes, yet you don't know where he comes from. We know God doesn't listen to sinners, but he's uh, ready to hear those who worship him and do his will. Ever since the world began, no one has been able to open the eyes of someone born blind. If this man were not from God, he wouldn't have been able to do it. So he's saying no one's been able to do what this man has done. However, you act like he's 
can't be from God, but no one's been able to do this. And you know what he did, right? Now, verse 34, he says, you were, uh, you, you were born a total sinner. Now, here they go talking about you were born a sinner. You were born a total sinner, they, uh, they answered, and you're trying to teach us? Watch this, as if they weren't born sinners. Come on. The Pharisees are saying, you were born a sinner. Now you're trying to teach us all oh, the pride and the arrogance and the haughtiness. Like, wait, you guys were born sinners too. Listen, listen. And, and again, these are the religious leaders. Oh, you find this? I'm not, I'm Crystal and Sierra. Don't, don't tell me to stop and move on. I'm not going to go on church leadership, right? I'm not going to do it. I'm just saying these, these type of reactions, we've, we've seen them before, not just in the Bible with the Pharisees, but in present day church, that's all I'm going to say. Um, uh, they said, you're, you're a sinner. Uh, they, you're, you're, and you're trying to teach us. How can you teach us? You're, you were born a sinner. And they did what, y'all? They threw him out the synagogue. All oh, the church leaders threw, threw, the, threw the formerly blind man out the church. I'm not going to do it. Watch this. Watch this. The fourth conversation, that whole thing we saw had to do with him standing fast and holding fast to what he knew God done for him. He stood fast. That's why he got punished for being healed, Sierra. Come on, watch this. He stood fast in his profession. There was nothing they could do, and they tried their best. They even tried to negotiate. Watch this. They said, well, don't give Jesus credit. Give God credit, because we know God did it. We don't know anything about Jesus. They even tried to manipulate this whole thing and say, well, leave, leave Jesus out of it. Let's go with God. They tried everything they could do to change what he believed and change what he knew, but they could not do it. Listen, we need, we need and we need that type of steadfastness. We need that type of backbone in today's church. We Listen, Hebrews 10, 23 says, let us hold fast to the profession of our faith. What? Without wavering. Listen, the Bible says that we, that we can trust that he is faithful who, the Bible says he is faithful who promised us that there in Hebrews 10, 23. It says that he who began a good work in us will be faithful to complete it. We need to hold fast to our faith. We need to learn to not give up that even though times are hard, listen, you can, you can give up when times are hard, but all you're going to do is just give up and times are still going to be hard. And so listen, it's like, I'm not going to give up. The times are hard. I'm not going to give up. And then, then watch this. Okay. You know, it's too hard. I'm going to give up. That doesn't mean times are going to get easier. It just means you gave up and times are still hard. And so if times are going to be hard and you're going to have to fight, you might as well fight with your faith. You might as well fight not giving up. You might as well fight standing on what God does for you. You might as well fight standing on who you believe God to be. Hold on to your faith. Watch this. They got mad so much at him that they kicked him out the synagogue, y'all. They kicked him out the church. Watch this. Watch this. I'm, I'm trying to tell y'all, it didn't matter that they kicked him out the synagogue. Watch this, because they weren't doing him no good anyway. Watch it. Listen, listen. What good was the church doing for He was blind his whole life. They never tried to help him. Watch this. Not only was he blind, they could they, the church couldn't heal him, right? So he was blind his whole life, and the people in the synagogue couldn't heal him. Watch this. And he was a beggar. They, they Not only would they not even heal the man's sight, they wouldn't even give the man anything so he wouldn't beg anymore. So he's a blind beggar, and they kicked him out the church. I'm glad they kicked him out the church because they wasn't doing any good for him anyway. I see you, Christine. I'm gonna stop. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Sometimes we get so upset that I'm not even talking about churches and stuff like that because I'm gonna get in trouble with with uh, Crystal and and Sierra. But here's what I'm here's what I'm gonna say. Don't get so upset about circles you don't fit in, okay? Don't get upset about cliques. Don't get upset about friend groups. Don't get upset about even family groups. Don't get upset about 
cliques and groups and settings that you don't fit in. Watch this because they aren't doing you any good anyway. Listen, you have people and you, I, listen, I, I, I tell this story all the time, man, there was, I went to a birthday party years ago. It was, it, it had to be over 10 years because Manny wasn't even born. I don't think um, uh, over 10 years ago, so many people there. And the person who the birthday party was for was so mad because two people that he wanted to be there wasn't there. But this person had over 50 people there. I'm like, what's the rest of us? The rest of us mean nothing to you. He was so mad that these two people didn't come. He didn't even enjoy his own birthday party. And I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Like you are loved and accepted by the other two people could have been working for all he knew. Who knows? But my point is, is that you are loved, accepted by all these other people, but you're you're so mad and upset because these other two people didn't come to a party. It's like, don't get so bent out of shape because I don't fit in here and I don't fit in there. And these people don't seem to like me. And and listen, by the, by the way, God will call you to certain things that you won't fit into every single group. You won't fit into every little single sect. Listen, God may have, God, listen, and God, the body of Christ is a body, okay? And every hand, sometimes the hand don't fit in with the feet. There's a, there, there may be a, a, a church or this a, that you don't fit in because God has you called to something different. It's, that's why I see here, it's okay to be a misfit. It's so, you know who else didn't fit in around the church people? Jesus. The, the, they, they wanted to kill him. Watch this. We read this in John, that it was so funny how the, how, how the Pharisees said all this stuff about the law of Moses, well, God, and he did all this stuff about scriptures. But when it came down to really getting what they want, Jesus to die, they, they told Pilate, we have one king and that's Caesar. The, the religious, the Jews said that, okay? The same ones, the same ones who was talking about all this religion and all this law and the, the Sabbath, these were talking all this religious BS, come on somebody. But when it came down to it, they said, we have one king that king is Caesar because they wanted to get what they wanted. And so forget what they may say in a church or say in a group. Or also, what are you doing? Come on. And what did they do? They kicked this man out the church simply because he said, Jesus healed me. Yeah, I didn't plan to preach this morning. I'm done. Watch this. I'm glad they kicked him out and that they were mad because they didn't do anything for him anyway. Listen, some of y'all chasing around people who ain't doing nothing for you. You chasing groups who ain't doing nothing for you anyway. You doing everything, but but the, you 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 the one doing it all for, I see you, Micah. Micah, you doing everything, but, but they, they're doing nothing. And not that we should be selfish, not a selfish thing. It's just that you want all, you're chasing after something that doesn't exist. Okay, you're chasing up, and 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 we need to we need to watch those pursuits. Okay, so I mean, let me stop. Let me just stop. Let me let me move. Um, but 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 the point is, he's been blind his whole life, begging his whole life. They were fine with him then. Come on, he ain't get kicked out of the synagogue then when he was blind and begging. Oh my goodness! But the minute he could see, they kicked him out. Okay, all right, all right. Uh, let's go. Fifth conversation that I'm done. I'm the first I'm done. I'm gonna go in the bed and I'm gonna order some Chinese food and watch football the rest of the day. That's all I'm gonna do. I'm gonna, I'm gonna order Chinese food and then I'm going and I'm gonna lay in the bed and I'm gonna watch football all day. Um, that's it. I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna pray or nothing. I'm not gonna watch no more pastors on TV or nothing. I'm done. Uh let's see. Verse nine, uh chapter nine. Uh the last conversation will start at verse 35. Here we go, y'all. Here we go. I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. Uh verse 35. Um, when Jesus heard, now here we go. When Jesus heard what had happened, he found the man in Acts. Now watch this, here's Jesus seeking him out, right? Remember we talked about it. It wasn't us who came to him. It's him who comes to us, right? Um, and even when we see this over and over again with the woman at the well and, and even with this blind man, it's Jesus who comes to us. And even in our lives, it's Jesus who, com- who comes to us. Um, he found the man in Acts. Do you believe in the son of man? The man answered, 
Who is he, sir? I want to believe in him. You have seen him, Jesus said, and he is speaking to you. Yes, Lord, I believe. And the man worshiped Jesus. Uh, And the man worshiped Jesus. This fifth conversation is this conversation he has with Jesus. Watch this. That even, watch this. Even after being healed and telling the, 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 the religious leaders and his friends and everyone who healed him, watch this. He still didn't know really who Jesus was. Okay, because watch what Jesus says. Jesus says, do you believe in the son of man? He answers, says, who is he, sir? I want to believe in him. Watch this, that it is just like our God. Watch this, to work in our lives and on our behalf, even before we know him, even before we get our acts together, even before we want him to work on our behalf, even before we know what we need him to do, even before we know what we lack, that he is already working before we're even cognizant of him working in our lives. He's, I see you, Nisi. I see you, I see you, Sierra. He's already working in our lives before we were even cognizant of our need for him. He was even working in our lives before we even knew him. He says, listen, because remember he told them, he, he told the Pharisees, I think he's a prophet. He didn't say he was the Lord. He didn't say he was the Messiah. He said, I think he was a prophet. Then they said, well, he's a sinner. He said, I don't know if he is or not. I'm just telling you that he healed my eyes. And so he's like, I don't even know who this dude is. And Jesus, watch this, got him together with what he needed and, and, and blessed him. And then watch this, and then came back to him and said, do you believe uh, in the son of man, and then got his belief together. Romans 5, 8 says that God commanded his love towards us in this way, that while we were what? Yet sinners, Christ died for us. Y'all, that's a love that I don't think people, listen, that's a love that we can't even fathom. That's a love that we can't even, we can't even understand. We can't even, we can't even bear how much that, 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 that love is from God. That while we were what? Yet sinners. It said that he died for us. This man didn't even know him uh, as savior, as Messiah, but Jesus did what? He healed his eyes and he, and, 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 and then he came back. And it's interesting because a lot of, uh, we read other accounts where, where Jesus um, uh, says, do you believe and someone says, I do believe. And he says, okay, your faith has made you whole. And then they're healed. But here he healed him first and then he addressed belief. And, and listen, and that speaks what? Right to the mission of impact, okay? That we go out and we meet need and that we help people and that we move fast. And we wanna make sure that people have what they need. And we wanna make sure that we that we give to those who are in need and those who are hungry and those who need shelter and those who need, right? And then, and, 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 but the thing that we've gotta make sure that we, that we also do is that right along with that, um, and this is what we got to kick up in 2022 is we got to make sure that we evangelize the gospel. That's right. Reckless love that we have to make sure that right along with the miracles that God is able to do through this ministry, that we then follow up the same way Jesus did with, listen, do you believe in Jesus? OK, because this is, look, when I look at the work of impact, impact does a great job helping. Oh, we do a great job. We do a great job helping our fundamentals. We do a great job helping people who need it. Uh, we do a great job um, 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 doing away with accessories and fluff, but kind of getting really down to the meat and bones of worship and fellowship and stuff like that with church. But we've got to make sure that we're on top of our game when it comes to uh, salvation. That's right. That's right. I didn't have to qualify for, for salvation. That's right, Christine, before he met my need. I didn't have to qualify for salvation. I didn't have to fill out paperwork. I didn't have to do a whole lot of different stuff. He, I, 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 he, he was blind and Jesus healed him. Why? So that the power of God could be seen. And here's something else I'm, uh, that, 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 that I also want to want to point out. Watch this. He received his salvation. Come on, y'all. After he was kicked out of the church. Okay. I'm going to take some water. I'm just going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm to finish. I'm just going to take a little bit of water after that. He received his salvation. 
okay, and had his conversation with Jesus after the religious leaders kicked him out of the synagogue, okay, outside of the church. Again, that's a message for impact. Our ministry is where people are. It's in the streets. It's not to get them to come to us. It's for us to what? To go to them. Second Corinthians 5.18 says that that was Jesus's, that was his ministry, the ministry of reconciliation. And second Corinthians 5.18 says that he has now given us that ministry of reconciliation, that God is making his appeal to the world through who? Through us. Matthew 8, uh, Matthew 28, 19 says, therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. And we have to what? Go and make disciples. And that's what we have to do, y'all. These conversations revealed so much to us today. And it was John chapter nine. Hopefully you guys got 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 something out of it. But again, we've got to kick up our game. We've got to get out here, spread the gospel. We got to make sure that, you know, we don't allow these things to define us and also the kind of stuff and tell people what um, God did for us. Amazing to me that he found his salvation and his healing outside of the synagogue.